0: Baylor is going to the Armed Forces Bowl. Texas Tech is going to the Texas Bowl. Oklahoma is going to Orlando. None of it makes sense. Why are we all here? This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Baylor. I'm Drake Toll. Oh. Well, wouldn't you know, I thought I was doing today's show alone, but it's Robbie Triano, the, the Triano kid. He works for Uh, (laughs) SiriusXM. I've got a fraternity brother. who. Also, thank you, everyone, for making Locked on Baylor your first listen every single day. Um, Robbie, being on the show today, is sponsored by Oscar Mayer after his cameo appearance on Halloween. It's been a while, Robbie. It's been a while. Yes, it Um, has been a while. I have a fraternity pleasure. brother. His name is Sam. His mom's name is Dawn. Dawn Watson. She tweets at you like every three or four days. Oh my um, God, does she? Yes. Yeah. You know Dawn? You know Dawn? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I know it's from my um, mentions. So you've got plenty of Baylor fans out there that keep up with your stuff. You you pretty much, like when I think, oh, what is Big 12? I used to think it was Brett Yormark. Now I think it's Robbie Triano because of what's happened to all this bowl jazz. Um, I need Brett Yormark to like grow a pair and say, no, we're not sending Oklahoma to Orlando. Um, I, I have heard through the grapevine, Robbie, and I know everybody, everybody out there's like, Oh, transfer portal. Talk about that. Well, no, I'm still upset that Baylor got screwed. Um, I heard that you think Baylor got screwed. Is that true here? Yeah, I do think
1: they get screwed and like legitimately they should not be in this bowl game when it comes to Oklahoma. It should be like in terms of tiering of how teams get placed into bowl games. It's based on your record. Oklahoma should not be. Where they are which is the Cheez It bowl which basically right. screws right. oklahoma state texas tech and baylor but the biggest reason why you guys got screwed not only because you're playing on tcu's field you're playing a triple option and from what i've talked about with on our show on sirius xm radio this is going to be the worst prep ever because you are not prepping for something that you will see in big 12 play. You are prepping for the most physical brand of football in the part of the year where you're just like, can we get to the finish line? So for Baylor to have this six and six year, it was demoralizing in a lot of situations like that Kansas state game, like that game puts such a sour taste in my mouth. Like if I was a Baylor fan and yeah. you just have this season, you just kind of want to forget and be like, all right, next year is our year. Now you have to play like the most physical brand of football. Like Baylor got screwed like this. This is like exactly what these players didn't want
0: to have this offseason. They're playing a branch of the military. They are playing a branch of the military in their bowl Mm -hmm. game this year. I, I have a theory. This is not true of what happened. But what I think happened was Dave went in the locker room in the Texas game. I was like, all right. You guys think you can't stop the run? I'm declining every bowl offer we get unless it's Air Force. You'll see. All of you will see, and that's how this came about. I have, I have a really good feel. Dave, Dave says things like that sometimes. Like, yeah, it's on par with the year. Does he say like? I
1: feel like he's a lot more monotone like that. Like, uh,
0: guys, um, so uh, we're in the military now. Um, yeah, this is what we're gonna do. Baylor shakes their heads. Baylor shaves their heads in preparation for this because of Dave Aranda, who also is bald. He was in the military, I think, for a little bit. I think he was. He was going to, and he got hurt or something. I don't know. I should know that probably. Uh, Robbie, Baylor's not the only ones who got screwed. You mentioned Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. Texas Tech fans were appalled they have to go to the Texas Bowl, which is not a bad bowl, by the way. They could be in Fort Worth. Um, What? Why, Oklahoma? Why is this uh, happening? Is it just, is it the brand, and that's it? Because they're not a good football team.
1: It's a hundred percent just like the brand, Oklahoma, Florida state. If you didn't watch necessarily football this year, if you just kind of put your blinders on and just be like, you know what? I want to watch a bowl game. Oh, let me watch the Oklahoma Sooners. They've been good my whole life or, Oh, Florida state. Are they back? I'll watch like that game has a better appeal sadly than Baylor, Florida state. And like that, that's really upsetting because I know what Baylor can be, but if you, okay. I'm saying that Baylor got screwed by this game, but do you feel like you deserved a really good bowl game after this year? That, that's a good question because Oklahoma didn't deserve to be in the cheese at bowl. Did Baylor deserve to be in a game like that? Did they deserve to play a team like Florida state? Because for me, Baylor is the most confusing team in the whole big 12. There's performances. You were like, damn, you guys are good. And there's performances like Kansas state. Like why did you even show up today? So uh, did they deserve a really good bowl spot? Baylor.
0: They deserve the Texas he- Bowl for sure. I mean, just solely based on like where the rankings were. Um, you send Texas Tech the cheese at Baylor to the Texas. Heck, send Baylor to the guaranteed rate bowl. The, the, this is, we thought we were going to like Colorado penal. We were ready to go to like life in prison, but you get like a pillow and a bed. They sent Baylor to Alcatraz, where you don't even get food. They are playing at TCU's home stadium, Robbie. That is like, it's like building a tree house. The tree has to hold its dead relative for the rest of time. That's Baylor and Eamon G. Carter on December 22nd, by the way. But it's like the first bowl game in America. Um, right. So no, they, did, they deserve bad and all the bad that comes with it. But this is cruel and unusual punishment. There is your answer.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'm just having this visual of, like, a bear in Alcatraz, hungry. You don't want to be around a hungry bear. And also, too, I feel like if Baylor wins, they should, like, replace the Air Force. Like, when we, like, go to war, like, it's just Baylor going to war for like us. Like Tim so, Allen in like, a Santa gotta, Claus movie. <laughs> yeah, like, you have to suit up. Like, we're just sending <laughs> Drake C. <Tull> to war, <laughs> replacing <laughs> the Air Force
0: to the middle east just just me hey you guys it's just me please stop <laughs> this is this is too much you have um, to kill them the
1: takes. yeah that's
0: what happened to Tim Allen Santa Claus fall off the roof you become Santa Claus I've
1: actually yeah. never seen i've never seen it
0: beat air force you become the air force now uh so texas tech oklahoma state baylor all this is bad now you get baylor the triple option and air force all the while tcu is going to the college football playoff um, it, Robbie, wh- you've seen all of the Big 12. The, literally, Robbie, Robbie, the last time we talked, Baylor could have gone to the Big 12 title. They were right there.
1: Were hey, we are all- trying to talk ourselves into that. Mostly you, but <laughs> right it was, it was happening. <laughs> uh,
0: the fact that they were three games away with destiny in hand and then just crapped all over it. Why, Robbie? Why is this Baylor team, which like only two guys, real guys, have transferred out of, by the way? It's not like a falling, crumbling program. Why is there bad?
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting question because when we look at TCU and Kansas State, like, why were they good? And I think they were very good because one, good quarterback play. Two, very good running backs. Most importantly, very good on the offensive and defensive lines, both teams. And that is what is so confusing for Baylor because going into the season, going into the season, that was Baylor. That was why everyone said best team in the conference. They were like, you know what? That's an experienced veteran offensive line. That's a defensive line you don't want to face. Hey, have you seen Apuika? Have you seen him in the in the NFL mock drafts? Like, he's going to be there. And th- that's why this team is so confusing, because I felt like they had that, but the rest of it was a huge question mark. We really put duct tape over everything else to be like, you know what, Blake Shapin could get it done, but th- at least this will help him. And the rest of the team was not there, and it did not help. The defensive line at all it did not help this situation. I think there was some amazing bright spots with Richard Reese and you have squirrel Williams. You have these pieces for the future, but the things that you were certain were going to be really good were not. And the rest of the league was just kind of better. So it, it's a very interesting season, uh, for Baylor and I actually had this question that I want to ask you.
0: Oh, Hey, because
1: yeah. we, we were talking about Like Before the season started, we said Mike Gundy and Dave Aranda were the best two coaches in the league. Right. I feel like now Dave Aranda kind of got jumped a little bit by not one, but two head coaches. You have Mike Gundy, who, whatever you want to say, history says he's one of the best coaches. I'm going to make him a better coach than Dave Aranda. Proven history. You have Sonny Dykes now, who is going to the college football playoff. And can we put Chris Kleiman now ahead of Dave Aranda? Not only has he just won a Big 12 title, but he's been a head coach longer and one at North Dakota. Like yeah. we see Dave Aranda, two wins, big 12 title back down to earth. And now he's going to be playing with his players, not Matt rule players. Those are gone. He has his guys now moving forward. And I still need to see some from Dave Aranda. And we were so early to say, you know what? You're one of the best. I think we still need to see some.
0: Mm. Yeah, Josh Pate came on the show probably six months ago, and I, I posed that question to him. I was like, why are we, ju- are we jumping the gun with Dave Randon? He said no, because it's like steadfast nature, and the way he looks at football is so unique and different. I think still applies. Uh, Chris Kleiman, too, it is, Robbie, less of, hey, which guy is better consistently and more of, what have you done for me lately? Keen example, Chris Kleinman was on the chopping block, hot seat. Fire this guy. Like two years ago, Kansas State fans are screaming to fire him, and now he jumps Dave Aranda. Next year, if Aranda wins 10 games – he's right back up at the top of the list. You know, I, I really do believe that a lot of these coaching power rankings and for me, Gundy drops. Why 10 players for them are in the transfer portal right now. Like they are, they are in it's shambles, brugs,
1: like really good players.
0: Yeah. Like they are, this is one of the most tumultuous already seasons and off seasons for Oklahoma state that they've had in a long time after just going to a big 12 titles, they're facing what Baylor's facing. So it's, it's a given of what have you done for me lately? And who are you right now? Dave Aranda right now is like middle of the pack. and You're wondering, all right, what's going on there? But only a couple guys are transferred and he fired. This is the second time he's fired a coordinator in three years. The leash is very short for Dave. He's like, ah, you're not cutting it. You're fired. Which I want to be like, in the room when he fires someone because he is so calm. Like, yeah. it,
1: how is his delivery? Is he like the only time you'll see him angry? Or is he like, I love you like a brother? You are my best friend. You and I will go to war together, but I need to let you go. Like, yeah. what is his type of delivery? Dave ran because I really,
0: I hope it's like, you know, the, he pulls him in. He's got the fingers. He's got the little, the little, the peak built. And then he, I'm going to have to fire you. Uh, maybe he sings it like a little song and yeah. dance. <laughs> I, I, I think he did for Larry Fedora. Cause that was so bad. But Ron Roberts, like you're firing your mentor. How you're firing your mentor. What,
1: I, I don't even think he he said a word to Larry Fedora. He just like told him to come in a room and then he opened the door and then he pointed at it and he was just like, you can go like you can just leave right now. No, and it, it, it's interesting. I think I've talked to this about this with you, but he is such an interesting head coach and we're seeing him kind of evolve a little bit, get out of his shell. But once again, I don't think I've ever seen him talk on the sideline ever he has just hands. Yeah. His arms are folded, and he's walking around. And then there's 80 people jumping up and down behind him, going absolutely insane.
0: Yeah, Baylor's I, sideline is a sight. It shocks me how, and I'm so late on an ad read too. If you're my boss, listening to this, I'm sorry. I do this most days. You're a it boss? shocks. I've got like seven bosses. This is a whole company locked on this thing. Uh, it doesn't. We don't. We don't wake up and make podcasts every day. There's a method to this madness. There. It shocks me that Aranda. Um, is is head coaches. Robbie, I lost training. Head coaches don't do a lot in-game compared to these assistants. Like, I was at the TCU game a couple weeks ago on the sideline, of sitting in the student section with my girlfriend who goes to TCU. I talk about it so often. Watching Matt Campbell, they would call a timeout. Matt Campbell never enters the huddle. He never, en- like, he's just on the sideline. Dave aranda asked, arms crossed. Your assistants are handling that. I think it's a, it's a trend amongst most head coaches. They're either yelling at the refs or just kind of standing there doing what they do. Sonny Dykes was like the same way. He's just kind of that old kind of chubby guy. It's just kind of there.
1: Yeah. And they you, win. I mean, you said it. You said he was chubby. You might be right, but.
0: I don't know. They every, Aren't we all? I'm getting there, man. One day at a time. You know where else I'm getting? Straight to bet online. where Right now, it is minus 10,000 odds on drake's car messing up somehow i didn't tell you guys this but on the way home from thanksgiving break it's thanksgiving day i've got a china spring high school game to work on friday i blew a tire yes that's right i blew a tire now not only did i blow a tire i hit a pothole that was so deep and dramatic it blew the tire and dented the wheel i don't even know what that means but we had to replace the tire and the wheel and it was like four hundred dollars thank you my parents for spotting that bill that's so very kind of you senior gift At BetOnline right now, that'd be a great bet. 10000 that Drake's car breaks in some capacity in the next week. You can also bet on the college football playoff, the NFL. I think golf and stuff happens. Maybe you can bet on that if you look at it and try. Uh, Mobile device right now, uh, computer device, any device, two coconuts, a wire, BetOnline.net. They have podcasts. They have games. They have, like, casino-style stuff. That's where the game starts. Literally, the game will not start unless you go to BetOnline. They're going to kick it off. They can't kick it off. You're not at BetOnline.net. Go there right now. Uh, Robbie, to the transfer portal is open also, there you go. my car i, I another thing happened with my car last time you were here you, year, year, year. You, you questioned it
1: i I did like why why? like what is happening with your car said, like, how you many miles be. do you have on your car? I feel like you might have said this before, but how many miles do you have? It's a hundred and eight
0: thousand I put okay, a good a I put a good seventy thousand on it in the last like three years too so it it's it's chugging right now. It's you'd seen change better your now. oil. We you change your oil every five thousand. They say I change my oil every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ish. Uh it has nothing to do with the blowout, by the way, the oil change. Um, but, you know, speaking of changing oils, a lot oh, of teams you? are changing the oil under the hood that is their program via the transfer portal. They're buying oh, new oil. God. Oh, this Penn's oil much better for quarterback play. This is a gift, uh, oh, Robbie. This Is this cool? Do you like this whole transfer portal thing? We had John Garcia Jr. from SI on the other day, and he loves it. I think I'm eating it up right now. It is like high school commits, but make them JT Daniels, who's 26.
1: On someone who's like on the media side of it, it feels like NBA free agency. It feels like that type of how content goes. Like in the NBA, you actually get more clicks and more attention and more like headlines not even about the game, but where is Kevin Durant going? What's happened with Kyrie? What's happening with all these different things? And I feel like now college football is getting to that, but it is an absolute frenzy. There is no salary cap. Like the Baylor does not have to worry about hitting the max on their salary cap. Alabama can just throw as much money on everyone, and it makes the game unfair. But it also makes the game a little bit more fair because if you have a player at Alabama or someone else that doesn't necessarily fit their seat playing time, a team like Kansas State can get him. And the transfer portal to me, I think we're now seeing teams kind of find out how to blend high school and transfer portal as well. In the Big 12, I think they do it really well because the Big 12 to me is full of developmental programs and coaches who understand I can get 20 kids from high school, but if I get five to eight people from the transfer portal that I know can play well, that doesn't screw up my entire culture. Like that's why I think it's really important that these teams understand development and transfer portal. And I think Kansas state did it really well this year because the team, the players that dominated were within that program. That was Deuce Vaughn. That was Felix and Uzama. Will Howard, who played, and then the players who elevated them to the next level, Adrian Martinez, Julius Brents, Cade Warner, Kurt Warner's son. Like that's, that's why I think the portal is so important. And I see like that, oh, coaches don't know how to manage rosters. I get it. Like you have to find out how many scholarship players you want, but you can literally say, I have this group of talent that I have brought in from high school that I love. I need a free safety that can take me to the next level, so we can succeed this year. And you can get someone who is experienced. That's why I I kind of love the portal because it makes teams better now. While also you can still keep your culture. I, I I think it's I think it's wonderful. I love the portal.
0: What doesn't make sense to me? And there's a kid. I think his name's like Brett Musket or something. He's a quarterback from Monmouth, and I desperately want him to be either Baylor or in the Big Twelve. Brett Musket. And why, like these guys, why at this point, if you're a college coach, would you recruit high school more heavily than the transfer portal? You can take a guy who's 20 years old, has two years of college football under his belt and use his next two or three years to your advantage of your program. I mean, if, if ideally, if I'm a coach, I want it 50-50. Give me some experienced guys and then guys that are program builders over the course of time, but plug and play. I need an O-lineman. No need to start a true freshman. i got a three-year starter from Buffalo to come down. Why not do that more? Uh, like, why not do that for every, everybody, everywhere?
1: Yeah, it, it's interesting because I'm a Michigan State fan. That's the team I grew up loving. We dominated with Kenneth Walker picking up from the portal. We had so much success, success last year because of the portal, but we got really lucky we nailed on one two couple of transfers and then they come in they fit that culture that's hard like that's really hard and if you solely rely on banking on players to work and fit your culture and whatever and you you're 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 taking in someone you did not recruit and understand where their brain really is how they function how they act like you did not go into their homes really unless like now we're seeing coaches do that but you did not understand who this person is. You're taking them in for their talent and not because of their character in most situations. So that can work one every two years. But if you want sustained success, you have to be recruiting and developing. Like that's why like the the transfer portal is not going to fix everyone's problems That, that they can help. But the thing that like coaches still need to be doing is recruiting top talent. Because if the, if, that talent that you see isn't necessarily at the point that the, that it is like the talent that you recruited, then you go to the portal, but like you need to understand and learn these kids who come in like it through your program, through recruitment. Like I look example, I keep bringing up Kansas state, but I think there's such a good example of it. Like Will Howard coming in, developing in that program, any program that has a quarterback go down, they should be screwed. like, but this team just won a Big 12 title because they had a quarterback who developed in that system, and when his time came, he delivered. And that's yeah. why I think a lot of kids need to understand: like, if you believe in the coaches around you, and if you stick out, your time will come. Your time will come. So that's why, like, I I think high school or, like high school recruiting is still so damn important.
0: So, important. Robbie, when it comes to. Now the quarterback conversation. So here, this is where like hypothetical meets real life because Baylor's in a spot with Blake Shapen next year, scholarship quarterback who started. I don't know if you heard of him. Uh, he played some football for Baylor. Some of him. and Austin Novasad, who's a four-star recruit, top ten quarterback in the nation, coming to to Baylor, true freshman. Right, no, nobody really starts a true freshman anymore unless you run out of options. Those are two guys. Meaning you go to the portal for something. Do if, if you're Baylor, from what you saw, objective journalist, you're a Michigan State fan. I don't guess that's objective, but Big 12 wise, what you saw. Of Blake Shapin does Baylor need a new starting caliber quarterback out of the transfer portal.
1: Yeah. And I think like, I think Baylor people understand, but the people outside the, like in the Big 12, I thought you guys losing Kyron drones was massive. I thought that he had a, the ability to come in and compete for that starting quarterback job. Because I think he does some things that Blake Shapen just can't, especially with his legs. Like I think he's Uber talented. And like we're seeing how important QB depth is. And like every single team, every year, their quarterback may be out for one game or two games. Like injuries just happen. Yeah. And like if you like we saw Oklahoma, you lose Dylan Gabriel for that Texas game, forty nine nothing. Like that that was one quarterback, their best quarterbacks out, and they don't have QB depth, that team was running the Wildcat. Like that team looked terrible. For Baylor, I think you absolutely have to get a, a backup type of quarterback or even like a player that can c- compete for Blake Shapen. I don't think Austin Nova said that's his name, correct Austin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He <laughs> said like, yeah, yeah. Maybe. sure. Yeah. For we'll um, go with it for now if i think that's the worst thing ever if he is thrown into the fire when he is not ready now you have people if he plays badly baylor fans saying this guy sucks and you do not want that like for any type of confidence is he if he is that good sure but like why why rush a process that doesn't need to be rushed Yeah. i don't think baylor's in a very interesting quarterback like situation I think there's a lot of other big 12 teams that are in a better quarterback situation. Blake Shapin is not among that.
0: Yeah, no, um, didn't really work out there. Like we thought it was going to after all of the people were like, Oh yeah, we'll just Gary Bohannon. See you later. Get this Blake Shapen guy. He's the guy. Um, didn't no. he was Zach Wilson, but in the NFL, he did the opposite of Zach Wilson, meaning maybe Blake Shapen will be a great Jets quarterback one day. Uh, the Robbie, I, I'm taking out of the transfer portal. Now we have a few minutes for Robbie's thoughts. Um, Deion Sanders, I know you don't do that. That's Colorado old big 12, but how, how neat is that? How cool is that? A little nepotism never hurt nobody.
1: Well, one, I hope Brett Yormark goes out and actually gets Colorado because they just got so much more intriguing and valuable to this conference. True. But I'm sure you've heard Deion's comments of like saying how he was coming and that like, you better prepare if you might go into the portal. And a lot of people say that
0: he said, get in the portal.
1: I think that was more of like a motivational tool of like, if you really want to be here, if you want to go through this grind, stay here. Like we, but if you, if you're not ready for this, if you're not ready for this personality, if you're not ready to work hard and come to the point where you want to be a PAC 12 college football champion, like get out. And like, I, People are like, that is harsh. He's throwing people out. He may be telling some kids, like, you're not good enough for us. But it's more of a, like, hey, I want you to work as hard as I'm going to work coming here. I think it's extremely interesting. I think that what we're going to see content-wise behind the scenes, it's going to be awesome. There's going to be a camera on him at every moment, and it's going to be to the public. Colorado just became must-watch football. And, like, I watched the Colorado TCU game, the only Colorado game I watched, and it was pitiful. And the fact that, like, this is going to be interesting, like, it's awesome.
0: I personally am a fan of the it either, you know, you can stay, but probably not, you're probably not cut out for this. I love it. Be be competitive. Why not? Deion Sanders uh, knows transition or segue into Max Duggan, Heisman conversation. Um, I, look, Max Duggan's story is awesome, man. He, like, died at one point and had open-heart surgery for nine hours, and then was the backup, and then, like, I don't know, probably saved a cat and helped an old lady or something. And now he's second fiddle to Caleb Williams, who tweeted LOL, which did not help his Heisman chances at all, by the way. Is there, is there anything that Max Duggan, who trails Williams by 11 total touchdowns, can do to win this Heisman trophy?
1: No, but what Max Duggan, like, stats-wise, it's not even close. No. like Max Duggan not Max Duggan is not close to Caleb Williams' stats. This is a stats award, really. So Max Duggan, no. But what Max Duggan does more than Caleb Williams is personify what the Heisman is. in any huge moment, Max Duggan delivered this year. You saw it firsthand that that game against Baylor. That comeback, like he missed that two point conversion and it was like, oh, they're screwed. And then he comes back, marches down. He scrambles his way for first downs. And then the Big 12 title game, like, Kansas State was dominating them. And then he comes back, runs around us, his little Max Duggan things. Boop, 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 boop. And then he gets a first down, and then they basically they they tie the game. Like, for me, Max Duggan is the story of the Heisman. Like, mm-hmm. why was this person so interesting? Caleb Williams is the God darn, this player is so talented. Um, So, yeah, Max Duggan is, is – Really, really intriguing. Um, and I love his story. If I were Max Duggan, what I and I can open this to you as well. Oh, thank you. Uh, what if you were Max Duggan, would you come back for another year? I don't know if you'll ever reach this level of like fame or like height at TCU. Like, this is a season I feel like it's kind of lightning in a bottle. Like, you can come back and try it again, but you lose Quentin Johnson, you're probably gonna lose Kendra Miller, you lose most of your defensive players. And, like, there's no guarantee you're going to be as good. And you don't want to go in the transfer portal because then a lot of TCU fans are going to turn on you. So, like, would you go to the NFL or would you come back? you You probably make a bunch of NIL money, but.
0: If you come back, yeah, and you go 8-4, and then your reputation is is fairly tarnished. You become kind of a Brock Purdy. Where Brock Purdy's goodbye was like, oh, oh, this guy... All right, senior like senior day for Brock Purdy. Really sad, really sad. And I think it would, it's what it would be for Max Duggan. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you bet on yourself, you know, and you you just you try, you come back because he's not he's not going to be an NFL uh, a high draft pick. This is not a right. he might end up being a Brock Purdy whether he stays or goes as far as being drafted as the Mister whatever. Um, and it's working out for Brock Purdy, by the way. So yeah, I think if I'm Duggan, I probably I probably enter it just to it's kind of what you what you do to save a little face here. Um, but also he's like, you, you, why you, either, Robbie, either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Hmm. Well, wait, that's Batman, Batman, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it is Batman. I don't yeah. know. I don't think it is. Um, okay.
1: <clears throat> hold on. You, hold. I'm yeah, the hold host up. now. Make me oh, the sweet. host. Switch Switch me. Switch.
0: Wait one second. Oh. I, yeah. You're the only person who's ever done this.
1: Yes. Okay. Drake C. Tall. You are a Baylor person. No. Yeah.
0: Yes. I've been told that Some will
1: say, right now, Baylor football, six and six. Yeah. Baylor basketball. There's, it hasn't been, it has been pretty at points this year, but it's not been perfect.
0: Not consistent. Women's man.
1: basketball, not as good as the Kim Mulkey era. Nope. Are you at all worried or feel a little unstable after we have, you just saw your best year ever. For Baylor, the best stretch for Baylor when it comes to you basketball championship, women's basketball is always amazing. Football, Big Twelve title. Are you worried about the current state of Baylor athletics or am I reading too much into this or trying to make uh, something? Else?
0: Robbie, I don't know if you saw the DJ Lagway, um, what he decided to do and not come to Baylor, uh, would have been like the greatest Baylor football commit probably of all time, like on the level of jared Stidham, who was once Baylor Bear commit. Um, and him not coming was like the last straw of me being like, I'm done. Had Baylor lost to Gonzaga, I'd really would have been done. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't love exactly what everything that's going on here. I would put it like this: People that are listening on podcast, you're not going to be able to see this. But those that are watching on YouTube, um, this is how I put it. This, this is just a keen representation. <laughs> Of what it's been like to be a Baylor fan for the last three weeks. Um, And for those listening, it is a man who is on his deathbed saying to Jesus, stop giving me your toughest tests. And Jesus says, how are you still alive? Um, So, Robbie, that's me. I'm, I'm, I'm straight up not having a good time most of the days now, which is very stark in contrast to the rest of my time at Baylor.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because, like, I wouldn't say you guys got spoiled, but it was just like you guys felt so much success so quickly and it got pulled away it was just like someone who won the lottery and then they like spent all their money really fast. I'm still not, I'm not worried about you guys. Like no, no. I think when big 12 conference play, like basketball happens, like Baylor, I think right now is a really good chance to still win the conference. They're not my pick, yeah. but like, I think team like counted, you got, you got, you guys
0: got dudes. There's sure stuff. Uh You know, it's it again, it's what have you done for me lately? Last this time last year, who's the bigger brand Baylor or TCU Baylor easily national title, basketball, football, sugar bowl, now this year, who's a bigger brand? Oh, TCU easily college football playoff, basketball in the top fifteen or it was, um, and that like you know that's what it is. It's recency. It, it always will be. It, it that's that's what it is. So the highs are never that high. The lows are never that low. Um, I think we're starting to learn that now as Baylor fans. That was a really mature thing for me to say. I want to be the host again because of that. Okay, Robbie, thanks for coming on today, man. Thanks for doing the things that you do.
1: I appreciate you. And you have finals now, right?
0: Yeah, man. I am ball. I am arm's length deep in finals. Good catch.
1: Um, My advice to you, um, as soon as it's done, just party your butt off and then go home and then just mooch everything from your family when it comes to food and everything else because you earned that. And I'm alcoholic,
0: non-alcoholic partying, by the way. Um, uh, I do have a bottle of wine over here. At my desk because that's how I roll. I'm Drake Toll. That's Robbie Triano. Robbie uh, is at the Triano Kid on Twitter. That's gonna get flagged. This has been. Come back tomorrow. Austin Novasad joins the show. He joins the show. Austin Novasad is gonna be on tomorrow's oh show. God. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. See this yeah, four-star, top ten quarterback, locked on Baylor.